subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for conversations with veterinarians, oncologists, rehab therapists, and other experts discussing amputation for dogs and cats. Find more info, helpful care tips, and a free gift at tripods.com slash radio. Thank you for tuning in to Tripod Talk Radio, where we're spreading the word that it's better to hop on three legs than limp on four. Hosted by Jim and Renee and Wyatt Ray of the Tripod Blogs community at tripods.com, Jerry's place for canine amputees and their people. Hello, and thank you for listening. Today is Sunday, March 20th, 2016. Before we get started, I just want to say that Tripod Talk Radio would not be possible without your support of the Tripods Foundation, a 501c3 public charity dedicated to helping three-legged pets and their people everywhere. Learn how you can help at tripods.org. Today, we are honored to welcome back to the show Dr. Don Nixdorf because we are discussing a fascinating, technical, and very real subject, the presence of electromagnetic frequencies and their effect on phantom limb pain in people and pets. Both human and animal amputees are often adversely affected by the EMFs in our environment. And Dr. Nixdorf is here to help us learn more about why and what we can do to minimize the side effects or exposure. Thanks for joining us again, Dr. Hi, good afternoon, and uh, thanks to you, Renee, and your listeners. This is always an exciting topic, and we're just thrilled to try to be of help to animal owners whose dogs have suffered an injury, amputation, or other injury. And this is really, really fascinating stuff because for a change, rather than basing healthcare on animal studies first and transferring it to humans, we've been working with this fabric application and technology since 1987 and have a number of research studies and, of course, lots of patient interaction, including hospitals, that clearly shows that the absence of electromagnetic fields has a profound effect on injury and tissue recovery. Dr. Nixdorf, this is Renee here, and I I am just so excited to to hear more about this because I know that you are, are the expert in this area, and um, it's a it's a big it's a big topic with a lot of scientific terminology that I think um, uh, you know a lot of people who aren't familiar with it will will just go whoa what are we talking about here so I'm I'm really glad that that you're with us to explain EMFs and and how they relate to to tripods and amputees so um, welcome and um, let's get started um, I'd, I'd love to hear um, more about EMFs tell us tell us what you know let's let's start okay. Thanks, Renee. Um, there's uh, just a brief uh, hesitation between our dialogue, so uh, just to let our listeners know that uh, I am I am paying attention. However, before we start, mm-hmm. I want to make I want to make a, a comment that will help all of our listeners, because the subject of electromagnetic fields and frequencies is a regular conversation in many parts of North America around the world, and there are indeed many experts that are studying this at a scientific level including the World Health Organization, amongst others. But here's something that I think all of our listeners can resonate with, because electromagnetic fields, EMF, are normally talked about in the context of harm. 
In other words, are power lines harmful to our health, our smart meters, our cell phones, our microwave ovens? Uh, are we in, at some risk of all the environmental, both man-made and environment, sources of EMF? So most of our listeners will have some knowledge or awareness that there's a dialogue, discussion, and or debate or evidence that somewhere there is some harm. Now, I'm just putting that out there that this is the general area of, that, of discussion, meaning the science of EMF. But I want to stress absolutely, and I'll repeat it later as well, the ferroblock technology and fabric application is not, is not about whether EMF causes harm. It's not about mm-hmm. whether it causes harm. What our technology has demonstrated in both hospitals and university studies is that there's another aspect to EMF. So if you want to put it differently, the other side of the coin. So the other side of the coin of electromagnetic fields and frequencies is on the clinical side, and that is there is some positive clinical beneficial experience associated with EMF. And in this case, we're talking about the fabric application and its technology known as Ferroblock, F-A-R-A-B-L-O-C, as an application which shields or reduces high electromagnetic fields. And what the research in the hospital and the patient use has demonstrated is that when we remove the high EMF spectrum, and I'll explain that momentarily, Mm -hmm. Advanced wound care happens, and people whose dogs have had a leg amputation, they may be aware that their dog has laid on this fabric rather favorably and often, and they may or may not be aware that the wounds that their dog experienced in surgery have healed faster. And certainly this is an aspect that listeners can go to in documents that I've shared with you prior to the show, either as links to studies or several documents to download. And we, we have absolute empirical evidence that when you put the fabric technology around bandages or other tissue areas, not only will the pain levels decrease rapidly, but the physical evidence of the wounds healing will be very demonstrable. That is, is huge. I, I mean, how do you get the, how does that happen? How does the wound heal and the pain go away with, with the application and, and reduction of, of the EMS? Well, that's a, that's a great question. And this is, this is where science and technology continues to investigate all the time. And I'm pleased to say that many universities and scientists around the world are studying this phenomena more regularly to give the actual cellular explanation. And I'll, I'll bring your listeners' uh, attention to a recent article this was done by the University of Dallas, Texas, sorry, University of Texas, Dallas, and listeners can go and Google it up and call it "Study Uncovers How Electromagnetic Fields Amplify Pain and Amputees." Now, I should point out that just because we're talking about amputees, whether dogs or humans, what listeners need to realize is that the kind of tissue that is uh, operated on or injured is the same class of tissue, whether it's a body part of the knee or the arm or something else, it's the same class of tissue. So what, what we're finding out is that the absence or the effect of EMF occurs right at the cellular, cellular level. Even as far back as 1989, in one of the studies your listeners will get through you, it was a study which was done by a veterinarian in British Columbia, and this was associated with horses. And it shows how the blood tests 
that were associated with the presence and absence of the high EMF showed more inflammation reduction when the fabric was used and therefore a faster recovery. So we can say, or I'll try to say in simple terms, that the fabric reduces the high EMF, the absence of reduction of high EMF allows the physical cell structure to heal faster. Mhm. Okay. And and we will definitely have that paper in a, an upcoming uh tripods downloads blog post. Um I'm gonna try to get it on there uh this Thursday. So we'll we'll definitely have all that information there. Um but but go on, please tell me more about the, the wound healing. That's really interesting. Well the what we found out and it was the um what was formerly called Pitt County Memorial Hospital, it's now called Vidant V I D A N T hospital in North Carolina, the principal researcher there, an occupational therapist, Helen Houston, did an incredibly great study on the immediate effects on amputees in humans. Of course, we could do something similar for animals if we had a veterinarian or a veterinarian clinic that wanted to equally investigate and do a trial on what the recovery was like for the wounds of the dogs, in this case, that are needing an amputation. And Mm -hmm. what we find in all these cases, and the dogs, of course, they will express pain by, you know, sharp movements, and they'll have a sort of a a yelp or an outcry. But when the dog places themselves on the fabric, you'll find that the dog repeatedly goes to that fabric area. And I think you've had about 35 people purchase the fabric through your website now, and these mm-hmm. people, if they use these sheets or these small fabrics that they're using, the dog can either, number one, lay on it, or if there's enough fabric that, they're, that they've purchased, the dog can lay on it, but they can also place the fabric, just letting it lay on the wound area. And the dog will exhibit a greater quiet and restfulness. Is, is there a, a certain amount of time that... Um, until the the, the Ferroblox effect um, is noticeable. I mean, like, let's say, for instance, if you have your dog sit on it for, um, you know, uh, overnight for a week or two weeks. Or I mean, is there are, have there been any studies done to show how long that actually takes to show up? Sure. In humans, again, these studies are readily available in humans. And we find that both the studies and the people that are using it that we're involved with such as the amputees. And in in British Columbia, Canada, of course, we don't have as many amputees as the United States. So we're thrilled to work with anyone associated with wounded warriors, for example. If there's anybody Mm -hmm. associated with wounded warriors that wants to investigate the the effects for phantom limb pain and early wound closure, we can do that. And what you'll see in the animals is that the dog, if they're, you know, I think most pet owners can tell if their dog is under distress. And what Mm -hmm. the owner will observe literally within the first two to four hours, and I stress again, within the first two to four hours, the owner Mm. will most cases see visible evidence that their dog exhibits less distress when they're laying on the fabric area. We had one case here where the, the dog, I think it was several days after the amputation, was listless, was laying about, wouldn't eat, didn't want to drink. And when we went to the owner's residence and we provided the material, 
we stayed there for about a half an hour. And then all of a sudden the dog, which had been resting its head on the owner's lap, uh, started to raise his leg or raise his head rather and, and lean over to the dog dish where the water was. And the owner remarked, wow, he hasn't been able to or wanted to lift his head to eat or drink. And that we associated within that half hour of placement with the fabric. So the dogs wow. exhibit some rest, some restfulness and relaxation. And if the owner has already been noticing that their dog sort of twitches or, or barks or yelps, that's the exhibits the phantom pain that the dog as well as humans experience after amputation. Wow. Um, you know, we do have some, some really uh, great user testimonials in the Tripods Gear blog about this where people have talked about similar experiences um, with their dogs. And um, I'm just, I'm really curious about the, the wound closure aspect because um, we have quite a few members who deal with uh, incision problems, um, whether it's because their dog has ripped open the stitches or because an infection had set in or, or something to that effect. And I don't think we've ever really talked about that um, as far as how Ferroblock can help uh, a dog with an incision problem. So, so I really, yeah, really appreciate well, this information. Yeah, no, that, that's a really a critical area, Renee. And, and I should take a moment to point out that this is something that owners who are using the fabric to help their dog recover and control their phantom pain they can use this same fabric. It, they don't have to repurchase it. it it's good for, an in, well, for four or five years minimum, as long as it's not physically destroyed. And, you know, if the dog should urinate on it, well, just wash it as quickly as possible. The fabric, I should point out, can be washed just like ordinary clothing. The only thing we recommend is to let it air dry. Do not put it in the dryer. Mm-hmm. Just let it air dry. But what owners should be aware of is that they can repurpose this by including it in any kind of jacket their dog is wearing. Because I've seen pictures of dogs where there's a sort of a jacket either in the winter or other times that the owner has. And if they're, they're, you know, skilled by doing their own sewing, they can use the fabric as a liner on the inside of the dog's jacket. And they will find that their their dog, um, if they're having sort of any joint or arthritic issues, they may see that that starts to change because their dog will start to become more mobile. But the wound care is really, really important because you will find, or owners will find, that when the dog has the medical procedure for the amputation, they'll be given some advice as to how long the sutures will take to heal, when to come back to remove the sutures, and other issues. And in the cases that we have in the human population, I would predict that the the owner will observe their dog's wound healing probably in the order of 30, 40% faster. Uh, There'll be less visible scar tissue. We've seen that in our subjects as well. And the dog Mm -hmm. will simply be more comfortable. In fact, if you hide the sheet, if you put the sheet under a blanket and, and there's say two blankets on the living room floor or two towels on the living room floor and the Ferroblock fabric is under one, your dog will find it. They will lay on the towel that has the Ferroblock mm-hmm. on it. I'm I'm wondering if there's a way. I, I know that you make a a Ferroblock product for a, a human amputee's um, leg stump area, and you know yes. it's so hard to put to put that kind of thing on a dog. And I'm just wondering, um, because we have so many rear rear legged amputees, I'm wondering if there's some way that we could 
make something like that to fit over the dog's rear stump? Because a front stump would be easy enough. You just put it in a T-shirt or a jacket or something. But um, in the rear, that's a little more challenging. Have you ever seen anybody do something like that? I had to look at that when I was looking at some various applications that were being made for dogs um, in sort of winter coats and jackets. And I think from what I saw evidence in what's available on the market now for dogs, I think we would just have to get someone who's a little creative with tailoring. And just as we do for above and below elbow, above and below knee human amputees, all it requires is a little creative tailoring that we provide that that. Um, ferroblock cover like a limb cover for the rear leg which would then sort of form as part of the um, a half of a jacket or half of a cover going over the dog's back that would keep it in uh-huh. place so I think we just have to sit down with someone who's very very skilled and creative at sewing and that person is going to be able to produce a product which has huge relief for dogs whether it's the front or hind leg. I know we have a lot of talent in our community, so anybody out there who who is a really good seamstress um, definitely want to contact Dr. Nixdorf over at, at Ferroblock because I can I can see a lot of tripods getting great benefit from that. Um, so so tell me uh, some more, Dr. Nixdorf. What what is exactly Ferroblock? What is the material? And and I heard something about a, a Faraday cage, how it's kind of the same concept, and that was all new to me. I'd never heard of that. So can we can we talk a little bit more about the technical aspect of this? Sure. The for for people that are who enjoy reading lots of technical papers, the material that you're <laughs> going to provide them will give them some nice stuff. And the other thing we should let listeners know is that if they go to our company website, there's a research page, a research page which gives them um, far more technical and research-based information. But as to what the fabric is, um, if it's first of all, it looks like a cloth. So, if anybody's been to a restaurant and they've ever had a cloth uh, dinner napkin, this kind of looks like a gray cloth dinner napkin that you may have had uh, a cloth example at a restaurant. So, it's very pliable. It's a fabric, so you can make any kind of shape of product. The actual composition of it is approximately 90% nylon and 10% stainless steel. So, hmm. it's important to point out that. Stainless steel. This is not. This is not a magnetic cloth because stainless steel isn't has no magnetic properties that it creates. And of course, nylon is nylon. So the fabric is inert, meaning there's no chemical or other physical properties. There's no negative side effects. Secondly, the the fabric's technology. This was on the design of the inventor, a man by the name of Mr. Frieder Kempe, K-E-M-P-E. And Mr. Kempe discovered the material as a result of some medical needs that they were addressing at the time. And what they found was that as the electromagnetic fields in the environment moved ahead of weather fronts, they found that this was, in the technical sense, uh, photons and other elements in the environment moving forward in advance of a weather front. So when you hear humans or animals behave strangely two days before it's cold and rainy, that's a real physical phenomenon. So in any event, the fabric is 90% nylon, 10% stainless steel. And what this does is it shields the high frequency of EMF. And listeners may be aware of electrical conductivity around the house, 60 hertz and whatnot. 
you'll hear power line measurements up to 100 or 200 uh, hertz or kilohertz. But the University of British Columbia tested the fabric and identified that the high-frequency range started around 1 megahertz but was more dramatic in shielding 500 megahertz, 1 gigahertz, 2 gigahertz, 4 gigahertz. And here's an interesting wow. observation for your listeners. Your modems, your computers, they're operating uh-huh. around 2.4 gigahertz. Wow. Wow. And so, like, right now, here, I'm sitting here in a 200-square-foot room with two computers and <laughs> a huge network. So we are just being bombarded with EMFs, aren't we? Well, we are. Now, again, let me go back to what I said at the beginning. Our technology and our product is not making any statements or claims that EMF fields and frequencies are harmful. The science is still investigating that area. But what we can contribute to that scientific study is that we have absolute scientific empirical evidence that if you remove the high EMF frequency and you're removing it from areas of the body that have been injured, traumatized, or in the case we're talking about here, the amputations of a leg for a dog, the absence of that high EMF frequency, we know which frequencies it is, those cells and tissues respond by healing faster. So if we have scientific evidence that the absence of high EMF has a cellular effect, in this case positive, it should make it easier for people that are investigating any potential harm from any frequency mm-hmm. to revisit their experiments and try to understand this process more carefully. I, I see what you mean now. Thank you for explaining that. Um, so, so because it works at the, the cellular level, as you said, um, yep. does that mean that, for example, if, um, if I were to sleep on top of a ferroblock and I was sleeping on my back, but I had a wound on my arm. I mean, does the ferroblock slide to the wound area, say for an amputee site, or is it just by the fact that you're laying on it that it, it reduces the EMF all over you? Right. It, well, there's two answers to that. The first one is the closer the fabric is to the injured area, in this case, the surgical wound, the closer the fabric is, either by having it wrapped around the bandage or in the case of the dog, you will see that they literally lay on it. Usually at a certain point, they'll begin to put the wound side close to the uh, fabric or the owner, the animal owner can lay it over the wound as well. So generally, the fabric has a better effect if it's directly close to the, the involved wound area. However, the dog will lay on it in general, depending on the size of the fabric the owner has chosen. And if the dog has had a history of having some, due to age, some mild arthritic changes, they're they're hesitant how they jump up on a sofa or things like that, our users that have used the fabric not for amputation, but their dog has had some chronic arthritis, they generally mm-hmm. report that the dog becomes far more mobile within two or three days. And oh, for, wow. for owners, here's a bit of an inter- entertaining comment. We have a, several cases where the owners have contacted us and said, look, I had the sheet and I happened to take it from the dog and I laid it over my sore neck, shoulder, my sore arm, and all of a sudden my dog came over, tried to pull it away or growl at me. 
So <laughs> you can conduct your own little experiments and see. For example, many um, animal dog owners may have their uh, dogs sleep on top of the bed covers on top of their bed. And owners have reported to us that if the fabric is somewhere under the bed sheets and they're laying on it, if the owner's legs are over top of the fabric, the dog will start to push the owner's legs off the fabric so the dog can be placed <laughs> directly over top. <laughs> they're so smart. <laughs> well, great. we have to remember animals, animals are always sensing the environment. I mean, uh, I'm not a scientist or a bird expert, but, you know, there's plenty of studies that discuss how birds know which direction to fly. And the, the animals are, are dialed in to the planet's environment, including electromagnetic fields and things like that. So animals, and, you know, even if, if you've ever been around an earthquake, if you remember what your dog or other pet did just prior to the earthquake, animals sense things that humans do not. Oh, I completely believe that. I mean, that's just really apparent when there's a, a thunderstorm coming, and maybe I haven't heard the the noise coming over the mountain, but our dog Wyatt will hear it way before we do. And and that kind of uh, reminded me of how when we're up at altitude, I get really bad migraines when a storm is going to come in. Say if we're at you know six, seven, eight thousand feet, and I use the ferroblock. I stole Wyatt's and wrapped it around my head and it really really helps ease the pain it just um i i can't explain it i just felt better uh when i used it so um there's a another great use for it i think well you're you're right and i should we should acknowledge that the fabric has multi-purpose use in the house whether it's for the dog's immediate need or you know later as a once you've washed it and cleaned it, it's useful for a first aid thing, whether it's a, a wound, an injury, a sprained knee, or people with migraine suffers, as you found out, that in some of these cases, the people can feel the headache diminishing within the first 10, 15 minutes. In fact, one of the studies that we have on the Ferroblock Research website was done at the University of Toronto in respect of the brainwave patterns in the presence and absence of when the Ferroblock was used in a placebo-controlled experiment. So the, the use of ferroblock is really important both for animals, humans, but equally so for the science community who needs to have tools to understand this man-made as well as environmental factor on all aspects of our health. Yes, I, I love that there are so many studies behind it and, and from universities, I mean, definitely an, an unbiased you know, strictly in it for the research kind of, of uh, situation. So um, it, being a, a quote-unquote holistic healing product um, is great, but to have that power of the university behind it says so much about the product, which is one of the reasons why we carry it, because um, not only does it work, but we can say, hey, look at these schools that have studied it. So uh, we, we love that about Ferroblock, which is um, it's a, a fantastic product. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm wondering, do you have any evidence that um, cats have been helped by it? Because we do have quite a few feline members in our community these days. And I'm just wondering if, if you've heard any um, anecdotal stories like that about cats. I'm not aware of anyone who's purchased it directly for their cat at this time. But, you know, mm -hmm. if any listener out there has happens to uh, 
have purchased it for their cat, then I hope they let you know on your website or blog. And if there's any listeners who have already purchased it who also happen to have a cat that has been injured, um, just put it on the ground and your cat will find it and lay on it. So there's no reason to expect that any animal is going to react differently to another. For example, the 1989 research that you that I sent you on uh, horses. Uh, so we have evidence on horses. You have the example of the dogs. And in the University of uh, uh, Texas, Dallas, they, of course, did the uh, study on animal models there. And I believe that was mm-hmm. um, the proverbial uh, lab, uh, lab experiments with the, 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 the rats uh, type mm-hmm. thing. So, you know, it, it, think of it this way. If something worked on my right knee, it's going to work on my left knee. If, and in this kind of clinical application, the kind of tissue which is responding to the absence of EMF, it's the same kind of tissue you're going to find in a knee, shoulder, ankle, back, spine, it's going to be also affecting the, the contraction of blood vessels and muscles associated with your headache. So the kind of tissue that we're talking about is, is clinically known as connective tissue. So that different, mm-hmm. connective tissue differentiates itself from bone and nerve, as an example. But it is the nerve endings that actually become sensitized after surgery. And this is where the fabric, the ferroblock fabric, is going to help that dog both recover faster and experience far less pain. One thing I should point out is that when the owners are finished helping their dog recover from the surgery and it's clear that the surgical area is totally normal and recovered, they should think about using that fabric as a sort of a coat or lining the coat if they already have one for their dog. Mm-hmm. I, I love that idea. And if there are any members out there who have tried it or want to try it, please um, contact us and let us know. Um, We'd love to to find out how it goes with your dog. Um, Dr. Nixdorf, this has been so fascinating. You you really educated us about Ferroblock and and how it can help our tripods out there. So thank you so much for spending time with us today. I'm very happy to do it, and I'm always, you know, enjoy helping people with uh, their animals or themselves. So I'm, I'm available for questions anytime. And uh, I go to your website periodically just to review what your listeners and your website is all about. So congratulations to what you're doing for your community. Well, thank you. We appreciate that once again. You know, this science just amazes me. And we have lots of articles with case studies and links to your research for listeners to learn more in the Tripods blogs and forums. Just search for Fairblock. That's F-A-R-A-B-L-O-C. Until next time, find the latest news about amputation for pets with the best care and recovery tips for cats and dogs at tripods.com. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for more pet amputation tips from experts. And claim your free gift just for listeners at downloads.tripods.com slash podcast.